lovelies, these are going to be our weekly messages. It may surprise you to know how early I'm doing these. There is a method to my madness. So it is Monday the 30th of October as I sit here recording the weekly for, I think it begins the 6th of November. Like I said, there's a method to my madness. Um, I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Before I do the whole reading thing, and you should see me pulling the cards, I haven't sped it up or anything. Um, you'll see me pulling the cards on the screen if you're watching this, if you're just listening, relax, don't worry, we're all good. Um, please don't forget personal readings, they will no longer be available, You no longer available for you to book after the 9th of December, so we're coming into that one month phase now, there's a month left more or less for you to be able to book a personal reading with me. My calendar is open until the 19th of January, so you can book a slot you know, for further in the future, but you must go and book it before the 9th of December. And there's a reason for that. And that's all I really want to say for the housekeeping side of things. Now, yesterday, Sunday, the 29th of October, I did try, actually I sat, I recorded for 25 minutes, uh, a weekly Aquarian Insight, so a talk, right? And it wasn't just happening. So I've had a lot going on around talks and it isn't that I don't know what to talk about. It's just that there's so much to talk about. And part of it is, you know, I like to embody what I'm talking about. So it's not enough just to show up and talk about it in a very kind of straight, I mean, you know, just, I don't have a really have a style of talking or, a, I mean, I have my own style of talking. See, this is what I mean, all over the place. So. I have my way of communicating, I have my way of um, explaining things and describing things, but they always take on the flavour of the season or the topic or the whatever. And I was going to talk about how chaotic and complex and nuanced, I mean, that's what it boiled down to, the actual topics that I was going to talk about. First of all, I was going to talk about, you know, when we feel like we've hit some kind of spiritual or self-awareness or self-developmental milestone. And it was going to be the thing of, you know, how we can forget. We can forget that, you know, five minutes ago, we were doing the same shit that now we're judging others for, right? And so is it fair then in a relationship, for example, you're in a relationship, you were doing exactly what the other person was doing. You were contributing to the energy of that relationship. And yet now, because you see it, you recognize the codependency, you recognize the toxicity, you recognize whatever, right? Scorpio season is that's the gift of Scorpio season. You recognize it. Is it fair for you to now show up and either preach to the other person or, you know, judge them in whatever way of like, oh God, no, look at this person there. Whereas we were doing it five minutes ago ourselves. On the other hand, is it fair to stay stuck in those situations when we have seen the light, right? So it, there's no easy answers, but as always, I wanted to bring some awareness to these kinds of topics because I think we all deal with them. So that was one of them that I was going to talk about. Then the other one, which this is going to turn into something much bigger, I could already tell. It was going to be called, this is the one I recorded for, for 25 minutes. And it was going to be called, um, the things we talk about don't talk about and can't talk about and I was going to focus on the more the can't talk about part of it and yet it became so big that that is going to get turned into something else so there was a reason to all of that anyway to today why am I sat here doing this right now 
I have this, and if you're wondering like what the hell's going on with Jay, the sun is on my Uranus. So yeah, that will be there. And I felt that. The reason I went looking is I thought something feels different to me. I can, I can feel some energy that I'm tapping into. That's been there for a while, probably when Mars crossed my Uranus. Um, and so I've got this thing. If you're a writer, then you know what I mean. Uh, there's a thing in writing where you say, show, show don't tell. Or describe, don't explain. So I've got that vibe going on at the moment and I don't, I really don't feel like doing a talk. It's, it would just be, I could sit there, I could ramble, she says, rambling, having rambled for nearly five minutes at the beginning of this. But that's the only explanation that anyone's going to get from me is, yeah, I wasn't feeling it, but I am feeling the cards. Um, here's another thing and I will add this because I think a lot of us are going through this if you feel stuck if you don't know what you're doing if you're tapping into whatever it's all about your inherent value and if you feel a little cocky if you feel a little egotistical you feel a little boost right or even if you don't you feel the opposite I would urge you to get into that kind of almost cocky space what does that mean by that I mean allow yourself to go there allow yourself to go to a space of what is it that you're good at? What is it that is your inherent value? Um, I can tell you this, and it will sound really cocky, and that's what I mean. Allow yourself to appear cocky. It doesn't mean you are. In some way, it's a truth, and you will know it's a truth, and the cards kind of show this as well, of what is your inherent value? What can you do? And I, I, I can tell you this, that I've really been exploring recently. There are things that I can do with tarot that I don't regularly show up enough doing and that's part of why this is getting done on Monday the 30th of October that is part of the story there so I would ask and you know what it is and the reason I'm saying that to you however that shows up for you there's no right or wrong is all of the base cards you can see me pulling the tarot on the screen right now all of the base the main reading there is not a single major arcana in that it's all minor arcana. It's all how you show up now. It's all in your day to day. It's all the meaning that you, um, you know, ascribe to things. It's all you, basically. What do you do with that? What are the choices that you make? What do you allow? What do you agree to go forward with? And it's finding gifts in the, the weirdest places. Part of the whole kind of shadow work, scorpionic part of this um, are the gems found in the pile of shit, right? You know, that's very Scorpio of the those kind of places that we don't want to look at. We don't want to go and explore, but it's the gifts that come from them. I say that looking at all the sixes that lie on um, the table in front of me. And okay, so I'm just pulling the postcard from Spirit. So while I do that, I am going to get started reading to you. Where did I? Oh, um, reading to you the the first oracle card now this is one of my it's probably probably my most favorite oracle card from this deck i've shared it many times on the discord server and i absolutely adore it what number is it it's number 27 for those of you that do the numbers thing and i will show it to you in just a moment just find it in the book here all right here we go okay so the card is ecstasy. It's ecstasy and it's the keywords are yielding, rapture, bliss. Now, 
there's a whole story that I could go into around this, but I have first-hand knowledge. If you, anyone that's ever explored um, the world of BDSM, you know, you may have read Fifty Shades or, um, hey, gotten into that kind of relationship yourself or explored power dynamics. And there is a long story behind how I know so much about this area. And, you know, maybe I'll explain it. Maybe I'll share it one day. We will see. But the whole thing with yielding and giving in. So, hey, let's talk about uh, dominance. People that are doms and people that are subs. And I have talked about this before. So a refresher for those of you that haven't heard this. When you're, you know, when you are submissive, so you submit, right? It's often seen as, and I've, hey, I went and explored these kinds of um, communities and talked to a number of people that had relationships that way, which for whichever reasons. And very quickly, one of the things that you'll notice, if you speak to people that describe themselves as doms, right? A lot of them, it was very evident, were the only reason they it came from insecurity. Right. And I'm not saying that is the archetype of a dominant. That's not what I'm saying at all, because it, it, it involves taking responsibility. But it became very evident when you spoke to these people saying, hey, what what do, what appeals to you about this dynamic? Why do you why are you the dom? Right. What what appeals to you about being a dominant? Very quickly, what they would say to you is or, you know, the ones that I felt were doing it from place of insecurity. They would describe to you the kick they got out of having power over someone, making someone do something, right? That, and I'm not saying that's not a valid thing. If you're one of those people, more power to you. Um, but that's what they were exploring then, right? The ability to make someone else do something, um, to have that kind of control. And hey, if, if you are exploring this, I spoke to a lady once who ran a, a, a BDSM forum this is back when I was a writer and I've shared that story before as well. And this was around the time that Fifty Shades came out. That's actually came. I wrote a review of Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades of Crap, I called it. But she said to me that one of the things that she noticed was this massive uptake in the number of people that were joining the, the forums, right? Um, of these, they were loads of girls looking for their Christian grace, right? That's That's what was really going on. And she was worried about them because there were a lot of sadists you know, people that were sadistic within that community. And there's a whole load of stuff that I can go in. I spent a, a good amount of time exploring this and talking to people and finding out what goes on in these. So I have a very good understanding of this. I've had clients here having heard this that come to me that are in these kinds of relationships, you know, goddess worship, worship and um, dom sub relationships, DDLG um, relationships. So I'm very aware of them, but the power, when you understand a dom-sub relationship, the true power comes from the sub. Who is willing to do that? I mean, that's, and you might think, well, no, they're giving up, they're giving their power away. They're giving their power to a dom who's going to tell them what to do. No. In one of these that, that really are a dom-sub relationship, it is the sub that has the power and the dom knows that. It's not an egotistical thing. I need to control you. It doesn't come from insecurity. It it comes from a very powerful place, an agreement that is in place. 
where the dom has agreed to take responsibility for the sub and the sub has in a in a very empowered way a, la a yielded now you'll see what i was telling you that story once i read this card so yielding rapture bliss the connection so many of oh, this is the lay vampire speak <coughs> excuse me the connection so many of so many have with others who are vampiric in nature is that the giving up of will and of force and of being submissive towards another is a way of experiencing a kind of ecstasy it is not a lack of power that enables you to experience this and this is exactly what i mean this is why i love this card because i hadn't found an oracle card that explained it as well as this um after I'd had my my very Sagittarian and Aquarian explorations of these kinds of communities. It is not a lack of, lack of power that enabled you to experience this, to become soft and yielding and to allow the will of another who is worthy to dominate. That's the point here. Who is worthy to dominate is an experience of surrender. It is not helpless or about giving up. It is a choice for a time to allow your own will to be dominated by the will of another. And in this experience, ecstasy can be found. Now, I would ask you to keep in mind the fact that free will came up last week. So we can say free will is the, and I learned this, I've done podcasts on this for years, I did one about on this, where free will is not the highest use of your, your will, like, you know, to, to be able to just choose things and say, oh, it's my free will that is a gateway and i think there are other ways more expansive ways to use your free will and one of them is to give up your free will now we're talking about this in a very specific way to the will of another but i think amor fati comes under this as well or the way that we engage with life and what happens in life can very much have this same energy if we allow it to but let me continue um for, hum for humans tire so often of having to be assertive, of again and again saying what they need, what they deserve, of working hard to not be hurt or eaten alive by a system or by jobs that do truly eat the souls of the people in them. And if you kind of go into that community and, you know, you get the trust of people and they're able to tell you what they do in their real lives and who they are, a lot of them are what you may describe like a type A personality they're on the top of the game. They run businesses. They run companies. And I'm talking about the subs, not the doms. Where they have to be in charge and everything, you know, is, it goes on their word. They're responsible for employees, for the, you know, whatever it is, these kind of very demanding jobs. Um, and so for the, it is a type of ecstasy to be able to do that. And it's, can you imagine how safe that feels? It's, it's not a risk thing. It's the safety of like, you know, I can give up, you know, having to be assertive for a, sh a small about amount of time because I feel safe here. If you could see what we see, the beautiful force fields around you of energy lessening and diminishing as you give and give and force yourself to be strong so often until energy and self and body are worn and tired. There is restoration in the ecstasy of, of allowing a worthy other to advise, protect, guide and hold you for a time. It is ecstatic because for just that moment, we need not be concerned about our survival and the survival of all around us. The stress drops away and a deep, beautiful, intoxicating surrender flows through you, 
just as it does when you submit to sleep, to deep relaxation, to the ministrations of another who, in that instance of that time, knows what will please you. Some believe this is all about the sexual dimension, but it is not. And I talked about the sexual dimension because it's Scorpio season, it's stereotypical. It's a good example of the energy. It can be about any part of life where you have fought, tried and struggled and gathered your energy and surged through obstacles. Now it is time for the deep relaxation and restoration to allow one about you who is worthy to give you in ways that create an ecstatic experience and a deep bond of trust. When we take a lover, when we fall in love so deeply and passionately as we do, the ecstatic response of our beloved to our kiss touch words is our greatest gift and our greatest pleasure. This we wish you to experience, but only with one worthy of your beautiful surrender. Blessing. The ability to surrender is a higher power of your choosing. Sorry. The ability to surrender to a higher power of your choosing is a valuable experience, as well as one which can provide intoxicating levels of delight. So that's the blessing. Here's the curse. Being enraptured is close to losing yourself, which is one of the keys to the ecstasy it creates. Be sure to stay in touch with your own soul and have a close friend who can remind you of who you are. Working with this card. There is a power in the surrender and great soul ecstasy in the finding of one who, for an instant, takes the burden of decisions and gives you great relief and satisfaction and pleasure. Be aware that you must choose this person with great care. It is time, though, for you to admit that in some ways, its ecstatic experiences are our teacher only when chosen wisely. And, you know, I've heard plenty of horror stories as much as that. I mean, that's I've heard the whole spectrum of stories of people who have delved into this. Um, and, you know, it's not sexual. It can be romant in a romantic place. Right. Um, wanting to be taken care of, wanting to be loved. You know, that can be a part of this dynamic, too. I'm going to ask you to consider it in, you know, when we look at life. When we look at how we engage with the world, a lot of it can be to be more assertive, to be more dominant, to be more courageous, to be more confident, right? Yang energy. How do I go out there and do this? And that is to kind of tear through life, dig through the earth, right? You know, rip through the obstacle. How do I do this? How do I... What's the thing? And not assertive is not the word. How do, how do I like plow through what is in front of me the obstacles how do I get this done right but in a very assertive way I'm just going to use that or aggressive way right even with people and this is the thing of yielding and or submitting right and I don't mean I mean one way we can do this is in the power of surrender if we look at that maybe I should have pulled a power of surrender card as well with this well, the, the card that I was thinking of, I don't even remember where the deck is, I hear it. Um, the card that I was thinking of in this deck was um, surrender to allowing other people to be right or something, right? Um, in that they are right. We don't have to take it personally. Whatever anyone says, it's right for them. Because it's the acknowledgement that I'm only seeing the world in whatever way I need to see it. To affirm my reality to affirm who I think I am right now right so hang on let's put this little unicorn card to the side I'll put it there interesting that's got a unicorn on it 
Oh gosh, come on. That's a parrot surrender. Don't know why I didn't think of this on that. I mean, this is this part of it. Surrender to complete healing. It's the push pull. And you've heard me talk about that plenty of times. And I can give you an example from my own life. I can describe to you how this has played out in my own life. One of the ways and. It was one of the most disappointing things, actually, when people tried to give me advice in this area, not understanding that the ecstasy or the, the it was an ecstasy, trust me. Right. It was a lot of painful you know, giving up of control is when I started asking for donations, that was a massive deal for me to ask for donations. <clears throat> Excuse me. Beyond just the financial part, right? Um, I'm very blessed. You know, I have people in my life that if I if I needed money that desperately, I could go and ask someone, like, you know, a family or a, a family member, a friend, I can go ask someone for money. So that wasn't, that wasn't it for me. Although, you know, I think that on one level, that is a really helpful way of us, rather than the transactional way that we usually deal with um, money, you know, the capitalist kind of way. It's a very interesting way to think what, you know, sometimes what we provide to our community is the physical stuff. We can cook food for everyone. We can pull cards for everyone. We could, you know, whatever it is that we can offer. Sometimes all we have is like, you know, to support other people financially to be able to do that for the community. So I, I like that way of thinking of it beyond money. But part of it was, you know, I am much more comfortable as with a, with a lot of people of giving, of giving money, right? Of whether it's money or time or energy. And I realized for me, that was egotistical. It was definitely an identity. It was definitely a place I would not allow myself to be vulnerable. I would not face my discomfort around that, you know, people used to offer me offer me donations on youtube say hey where can i make a donation and i always used to say hey you can make it to your favorite charity or your local dog shelter right you know that's um something close to my heart i used to do that because i didn't need i was making loads of money on youtube adsense rest of it, i didn't need it but there is a dynamic between us human beings beyond that beyond whether we need something or not right it's this being willing to accept now that was one of the hardest places for me to do it another place wh which i've done it before is asking for help right of that i was always much more comfortable like offering help offering advice rather than accepting it and if you had been a fly in the wall of the of my room as i was talking to my friends on saturday this saturday i asked my friends a lot of advice of and not because not not because they're my friends and I felt, you know, less vulnerable. I still felt vulnerable asking them. But I knew they wouldn't lie to me. I, it was a lot of the, you know, am I the arsehole type questions. They won't lie to me. And this was kind of saying that, right? That don't forget who you are. And your friends will remind you. And at one point I was saying that, I asked my friend, am I being egotistical around this? The fact that I'm so adamant about this. And he said to me, don't get me wrong. He goes, you are stubborn. Like, you know, you can be very stubborn. But he said, on this, I can completely understand where you're coming from. And, you know, and he he owned his own bias. So I love that kind of thing where, where it's um, someone who knows me, someone who understands the situation, but someone who understands themselves. I think that's the key part of when we are going to yield to someone's expertise or advice. 
Um, so there is that, right? What else was I going to say around this? So we got this complete healing card. So this can be a part of your complete he healing. You know, it isn't just about push. How do I push through the world? It can also be, how can I yield to the world? How do I flow through this, right? You don't have to be an iceberg, right? Talking about water, an iceberg to kind of push through and break th things through. It's how can I be a, how can I be water? How can I be mist, right? How can I move through this? And a lot of that can be yielding, allowing ourselves to melt, allowing ourselves to give way from this very solid, stubborn energy and it's a fixed season so that very much can be a theme um but yeah look, did i read this let me read it. it says open fully to the loving compassionate forces of the universe that support your physical emotional and spiritual healing which this can another way this can show up is moving away from the oh i have to do this or it's all on me and uh, me against the world you know um the narrow well of self or we get stuck in the narrow well of self if I just fix myself, if I just destroy this hydra, if I can just stop doing this, if I can just understand the deep rooted trauma behind why they do that, that's all valid. We got the six of cups central to this, and we got the six of cups over here as well, actually, which is sun in um sun in Scorpio, but it is a card of healing. So, how do we surrender to complete healing, understanding that that is not the only way to do things? And not that, you know, just avoiding things or cutting things out of our lives. Um, anyone that heard me talk about that in the seasonals, you're going to hear me talk about it again. Because we've got the Seven of Swords here and we've got the Seven of Swords down here as well. But this is, so, you know, what's the Seven of Swords? I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to be around that, right? What if you take that choice away from yourself? Which I know sounds counterintuitive. It doesn't sound empowered, but trusting yourself to be able to navigate a, system, uh, a, a situation um, or to go through it, that absolutely is a declaration of power. All right, where to next? We are going to read the Tree Angel Oracle. So for this one, we got Elder. Elder. This is what it says. Elder is the nourishing breast of Mother Nature. We did get the Empress in this reading. The incredible proliferation of Elder's flowers in the springtime is matched by a wealth of dark berries in the autumn. Its visual display of fertility and growth is proof for us all that the Elder embodies abundance. And its characteristic colours, the white of the flowers, the black of the berries and the deep red of the juice have long been the three colours of the great goddess. The mythological figure of the beloved Earth Mother is represented, and that's Empress, is represented here in the Elder. She sends us nourishment and health. She speaks of abundance, contentment and calm. Yet uh, isn't that when we can yield or submit that, you know, that we feel safe? Um, and children do it to their parents, right? You know, to a certain extent, I've got my 10-year-old nephew <laughs> at the moment. He's not always very yielding now as he gets older. But, you know, that you feel safe. You know that you're, you know, the example I've always given of him when he leapt off the stairs at me, that he trusted that I would hope that I would, you know, catch him. 
Right, she speaks of abundance, contentment and calm. Yet even more than this, her message is of the joy that streams forth from the centre of all things. Elder knows that scarcity is an illusion and that we can share our happiness and the fruits of our labour with open arms. If we don't do this with a clear head and pure heart, however, our actions can degenerate into extravagance and boasting or laziness and obesity. Now, I kind of feel like that cocky thing that I was talking about relates to this. It relates to this. Like, What's the difference between... So say, for example, if you went out for dinner with your friends and family, right? And you decided, uh, you know, I'll... I'd, I wanted to go eat at this restaurant, you know, not everyone's earning as much as I'm earning, so I'll pay the bill, right? Now, on the one, that's not extravagant if that you're treating your family, you only do it once a year, you have the money to do it, right? Is that extravagant? Not really, right? That's a gift that you give to your family and friends and you think, I, I can do this, I wanted to do this to take everyone out to eat and to spend this time together, thank you so much everyone for coming, but this, I'm going to pick up the tap, right, Is is that. Now, and this is an important example I'm giving because we have the six of pentacles that comes up here. And I think, did it come up somewhere else as well? No, right. So we've got the six of pentacles coming up in the future. Because this is, it's that, that, that dynamic of giving and receiving. That's what the point of this is, right? That's not extravagant. Not really, that's a, that's a gift. But it could be seen as extravagant. Now, imagine there's somebody who feels insecure about their finances, right? So your cousin or your sibling or, you know, whoever, uncle, aunt, they feel insecure. They don't really have the money. They would love to do what you're doing. And they might go off after the dinner and say, oh, my God, she's always showing off. Look at her showing off with all the money that she has that, you know, uh, so they don't see it as a gift. They feel like they had their nose rubbed in it. Now, if I was throwing dinners every single week and just picking up the tab or doing whatever then it might be that it might be that but the dynamic is that that what i'm describing here giving and receiving where we yield and allow someone else to pick up the slack pick up the tab you know um make the decision as it were or even trust someone to go on their own path and where we are overdoing it overstepping the mark for our own like you know if it was me that I'm doing this because it makes me feel good, that I've got more money than, than them. I've got more money than them. I love it. I love them knowing that they said that I wouldn't amount to anything and look at me every week. They're dining out on my dime. I'm the one that's paying for it. So do you see the difference? But the action is the same. And that's why it says that we look at this with a clear head and a pure heart. Because very quick, we're doing it without that kind of ego part of this, right? Not that it's not bad to have an ego. It's good to have an identity. It's good to know who you are, why you're doing it. Whatever the action may be. That's the one very kind of superficial example that I've given there. But it's important to consider your reasoning behind it. You know, even with, and honestly, be completely honest with yourself of why you're doing it. So, you know, even if it is that, um... Why am I saying that? I was thinking of the, the giving like advice to someone. It's like, no, I'm helping them. You know, I'm helping them. I don't want to see them struggle. I've been through it. I can help them do that. But if, if you really think about it, right, and give have a pure heart, really consider it in your heart, does it make you feel good to, to be helpful? There's no such thing as a selfless act. You hear me say it all the time, right? And that's what the Six of Pentacles actually says, Six of Earth down here. 
There's no such thing as a selfless act. And so it's owning why we're doing it. And I have a friend who's been going for a tough time and I've been giving her, you know, the Aquarian Insight pep talks, all the rest of it. And she said to me, she goes that, you know, you've just been saving me recently, I swear. And I said to her, you know what? Please don't thank me. I'm so selfish, right? I'm so selfish. And I, I saw why I was doing it because I didn't want my friend to be stuck like that. And it was, I owned it. I was being very selfish in that moment, but she'd asked me for the help. It wasn't like I was just coming in and just taking over. And sometimes it can show insecurity where we feel like we're not enough, that unless um, every interaction, we've got advice for someone or a tip for someone, or you know, where anything they share with us, we don't have the most wonderful response to it, that we're not a net positive and then we're worthless, right? So. And this does this comes back to inherent value. What is your inherent value? And how you display that out in the world. Right, let me just finish this. It says, if we shut ourselves off from the sweet river of abundance, our flow of generosity becomes inhibited. And we develop neediness on many levels. Insatiable hunger and compulsive desires lead to greed and the envy of others. This leads to mental stagnation and a lack of self-worth. Illness and unhappiness line wait for us as a result. Collectively, the increasing disregard of the elder and its gifts is mirrored by the increasing worship of the god of materialism and the shameless exploitation of the other. Meaning at this level, the earth's resources as well as those of other peoples and countries. Yes, we can see that. And that's part of why I've been saying all the stuff, the stories that I've been telling you at the beginning of this. Right. Remember what I said, all of the base cards, right? Seven of swords, three of pentacles, six of cups, seven of, what is this? Seven of pentacles in the past, page of cups. And that's the only court card that comes up in the base reading. The six of pentacles and the eight of swords, the, um, which is eight of air here. They're all minor arcana. No one can make these choices. No one can make these decisions other than you, right? Now you're thinking, well, how does that go against ecstasy? How is that yielding if I'm... Because you can decide not to decide something. You can decide not to push. It's to yield. It's to go with. I'll tell you, I'll let you know if it happens, but I have another inkling or insight or intuitive hit that's coming through about my own personal life um, as I head into November and then into Sagittarius season, which is why I've yielded, right? This is what my head says is, Jay, you've got enough to be getting on with. You really do not need to be on a Monday doing a weekly message. That, you know, you've got Saturdays to do that. Go do something else. Go do something creative. You go work on that other project that you've got going on. But I trust the hit. And I, I was able to, with a clear head and a pure heart, make that decision of, no, this is the area that I must give to today for right now. We'll see what happens after that. All right. So let's look at these cards. Right. So we have here the seven of pentacles starting in the past. What's the seven of pentacles? It is that, right? It's that, um, what do I always say? Is it worth the time and effort? But based on what? Based on what? How do we decide that? I've talked about this. I don't know which season I'll do maybe it was a Scorpio reading somewhere I talked maybe in Libra season I talked about this um it's one of the shadows of Scorpio energy not saying that all people are like this um and, and it's not even so much sun in Scorpio 
I've I've seen this with Venus. I actually read about this somewhere where they were saying Venus in Scorpio is the most likely to marry for money, right? And trust me, my baby sister has got Venus in Scorpio and she was given the opportunity to marry for money and she didn't. So, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at people. We're talking generally about the energy. But this is that transactional thing and you can see it sometimes. Well, you're not useful to me anymore. Or I've gotten everything I wanted to get out of you. It's what we, I'd say we treat people like mangoes, right? Where you suck the juice out of them, then you just discard them like pips. And we can all do this, no matter where our Venus is or sun or whatever, right? But even though this is a Taurus card, and it is Saturn in Taurus, although I've been kind of looking at it as Jupiter in Taurus as well. But it's integrity in why you're doing it, the understanding of this. And we can show integrity by remembering the Six of Pentacles, which is in the future, of this is what I have to give. This is the Captain America who can do this all day. Now, I'll describe this energy to you from the perspective of the field that I work in. Um, you can start creating a channel, you know, whether it's tarot that you're doing, whether it's philosophy, whatever, right? Movie reviews you're doing. I've seen this again and again. And the trap is real, the inkling is real. And it takes a lot of effort to be, remain aware of this dynamic. Now, what happens is you build a following, you have a certain response to you, everyone loves you and stuff. But as any human being, you are evolving and changing. So you decide, well, I don't really want to do love readings anymore. Or, you know, I'm a bit sick of just talking about Marvel movies and how shit they are. I want to talk about something good. Right? I want to talk about Superman and the what great superheroes are out, out there. But your audience has been built based on what you do. And this is where you can tell if, why people follow you and why people view you, right? What they can get from you. Valid, right? There's plenty of people that I watch for what I get from them. Right? So I'm not saying this dynamic should not exist, but there are also people that I watch that I support them. They're doing amazing work. I, they appeal to me in how they show up, what they do, the amount of effort they put in. And I encourage their creative path, but I don't encourage that. No, that's not true for everyone. And what you'll notice with some people, the seven of pentacles is, you know, is it worth it? And they will be bound by the likes and the views. They'll be bound by the amount of money now that they're getting from that audience. And that that gets bad, right? Where we where you just get stuck then. You you avoid growing. <clears throat> That's where the devil comes in. Um, you know, the devil comes in around this, well, just do it for the money, just stay stuck. There's no other way. Like, what are you gonna do now? You've just hit gold, you were struggling artist, struggling whatever you've hit gold just stay here so this in the past so this is it i think it's worthy it's worth it to kind of revisit and say why am i doing this what was the reason for me doing it in the way that i'm doing it that i give it my time effort and energy have i been patient for long enough is it time for me to change up how i do this now the two cards that came with this fascinating um, we have the seven of pentacles, but we have the high priestess and the page of swords. Is it the page of swords? Yeah, I just want to make sure it's the knave of, uh, knave, knave of swords. So it's the page of swords. Why is that fascinating? Because the high priestess is intuitive. It's our, um, she's the keeper of all secrets is what we know. It's our relationship with the ethereal. It's our spiritual connection. It's 
that gut feeling that we make a decision based on a gut feeling and yet your gut feeling it feels like your relationship with your gut feeling or what you know about yourself or your intuition has started to change and i say that because we have the page of swords coming up here the page of swords is beginner's mindset the page of swords is um looking at things in a new way knowing that there is context to the intuition so say for example if you think you're a good judge of character right and so but and you've always said bad person good person you know whatever oversimplify and you've always been right i'm not trying to say that you've just made up shit that you are right your intuition has been absolutely 100 correct you know every single time that you had a feeling that this person is not right and so that you kind of step back from them but they did what you thought they were going to do to other people that is not the end of that skill that is not how that gift uh, that like there's no progress to that gift or there's no understanding of that and i think with the page of swords coming up here it's the realization that my detector right or how you want to detect or how you pick up stuff it is engaged or is locked in on the frequency of trying to pick people that are scammy that are creepy or that are bad or that do that's you you're that detector so you can have a gold detector figuring out oh this person's amazing i love this this quality in this person in which case you'll find something wonderful in just about everyone you meet or you can have it set to being a bullshit detector which guess what you have to deal with a lot of bullshit when you do that so this is that part of you that answered the question is this worth the time and effort has changed and you've been exploring that right with that page of swords coming up now with the seven of swords and the the three of pentacles that come up as the underlying did i say seven of seven of swords sorry this so we've got two sevens right this is where we've understood that the answer that we give to is it worth the time and effort that's probably changed now what is the criteria that we use to answer that question and here with the seven of swords is it worth the risk is it worth coming out the shadows it's risky right do, do i avoid this or not is basically what the seven of swords says and we can look at well i don't want to deal with that i don't want to have to go down that road again i don't want the conflict and i told that whole story in plenty of the seasonals but remember this right that the seven of swords and i might do a whole video just on the the swords suit because it's it's relevant seven of swords may seem empowered when it's like i'm not dealing with that again no not today satan you know that kind of thing that you see very empowered way but you have no resilience when you do that when you just keep avoiding difficult situations or planning for the future figuring out a different way of how to deal with this right you have no resilience to it no wonder with the eight of swords then you start saying i, don't, I can't i can't right let me give you a really crappy <laughs> crappy um example of this energy uh, i'll describe how it can play out you know <clears throat> if every time you go to the gym so it's amazing right you're showing up you're going to the gym it's all great but you have this thing of oh, i don't want to do that i might break a nail i don't want to do that i might get sweaty right i don't want to do that i might look stupid right seven of swords the next step from that is if you keep showing up and you're whoever you're working out with or whatever they expect what happens is eight of swords is saying i can't i can't do do it 
right? I don't, if you've not warmed up, you've not done the other stuff, you've not built up your strength, you have no resilience to the weight. You're not able, you're not strong enough to lift weights and stuff. It becomes the eight of swords. Now, if you've signed up a one-year agreement, like you're going to show up every single week, but you don't actually do anything when you're there. And we do this in relationships. We do this with our jobs. We do this with our businesses. We do this with our family. We don't, we show up, but we don't do anything differently. We don't challenge ourselves. I don't want to deal with that, Seven of Swords. I want to keep the peace. I want to avoid a confrontation. Suddenly it becomes, right, you know, I can't, I can't do that relationship. I can't do the gym. I can't do that job. I can't do, I can't do, I can't do. And then what happens is when we're, we have no resilience, so we understand we're incapable now of being able to deal with anything, our hands are tied, which we tied them. Then we start looking ahead and we're worried about the future now because we know we're not capable of dealing with things. And then what happens? Well, we bear the brunt of that with the Ten of Swords. We're, and the Ten of Swords is our own criticism that why did I choose not to do this? Why, have I be, keep, why do I keep avoiding this? So this, can, this is a pivotal point. And the answer to the Sevens, I did a whole video on this. You can go check it out. I've already done this. I don't remember when I did it, maybe last year. Sevens are a, it's a higher self. Like when we ask that question, we're not asking that little shit within us. And I say little shit affectionately, right? Um, I'm from the UK. Um, but yeah, but we're not asking that. We're asking that part of us that knows better, high priestess. We're asking that part of us that says, you know you can do this. You just don't want to. So the three of pentacles is compromise. It's finding ways to do it. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, deal with people you don't want to or whatever, but it is finding a different solution, finding a different way to plan for this rather than just, I'm not doing it because I don't want to do it. I choose not to do it. All these things that we say that sound empowered, but really aren't if they're going to lead us to the eight of swords. Um, so what is this? Right. Mm, all right. So here's the thing now. We have the three of swords coming up here. But we also have the Three of Swords here. And was I correct in saying that? Yeah. We also have the Seven of Swords. So do you see this theme? There is something that we've gone through and or we're coming in or we think we've dealt with it in a certain way, which we are revisiting and we are doing in a different way here. This is the Six of Cups, right? With the Three of Swords. So this is... How we justify, yes, still bringing that up as a theme, because I, I get the sense sometimes with our justifications from Libra season, Scorpio kind of pulls the rug out from underneath all of that and will show us the shadow of that. It doesn't have to be the whole truth, but it is worth considering that as well before we charge off and go ahead into our new destinies, right, with Sag. But with this Six of Cups, and you've got the Six of Cups here, so none of this is new based on what we already know, what we've done. I've got a feeling we externalize this, Three of Pentacles. Um, this is where, if I said to you, well, why do you want, want to do that? But seven, the Three of Swords here, you can tell me a story for every choice that you're making, right? You can tell me why. Sorry, I've done it. Not enough. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'll give you an example of this that I said to someone. Because I've had a very kind of, this Scorpio season is not the same as normal Scorpio seasons for me. Like, I love this stuff usually. And I've been asking myself, like, why are you having such a difficult time with this Scorpio season? And I'll be honest with you, and it's going to be my Sag that's answering this. It is boring to me. A lot of the stuff is 
the the deep diving, the shadow, which is why I think a lot of the darker stuff's coming up. That that run of the mill kind of what we do. I know the 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 run of the mill intensity of Scorpio season. It's boring. That's the only way that I can put it. What does that mean? Um, and what I said to a friend, Sag friend, I said I feel like I've been doing Scorpio season for eight years, right? And so what does that say? That I'm ready for something new. It doesn't mean that I'm sick of the deep dive or the shadow work or the whatever. It means that, of course, it's going to be boring going to the gym, picking the same weight, which you can do easily now, right? It doesn't challenge you, doesn't do anything to you. So ready to expand. And hopefully, in a way, I wish all of us kind of, I wish that boredom to every single person. That every single person, when they do the deep dive, when they feel that trauma, when they see the trigger, when they do whatever, it's like, oh God, not this again, right? You know, that it's almost boring. Because you've healed that part. You've dealt with that part. You're used to that part. You're, you know, that's not even you anymore. Of course it's boring. So, like I said, I wish that boredom on every single person that's watching this. So remember this, right? We've got... Seven of Swords, Three of Pentacles down here, clarified by the Three of Swords, Six of Cups, which is the painful stories of the past. But also it's what I just described, right? It's almost resting on the laurels of the healing work that you've already done. But I've healed that, but I've done that. I don't say I'm bored in that, oh, this is, I can do this in my sleep. I say this because that means I'm in a comfort zone. That means it's time to push even further out of this. And part of that I have been doing, which is where all the stress has been coming from, because I recognise that if I, I could do it very easily, that's my choice, right? Seven of Swords. I could, my life would be very simple right now. I have it within my power to make my life very simple. So do you, in some way, if you think about it. We have that choice. We don't have to deal with that person. We don't have to go do the thing. We don't have to, right? That's, that's choices that we have so give yourself a pat on the back for dealing with it for pushing ahead for recognizing that you know you could sit and be bored and just be like oh god this is boring i'm just gonna wait for the season to pass so you're just like right feeling bored haven't gone far enough need to lean into this a little bit more or lean into a different area or explore something new and i know plenty of you that are doing that because you guys send me the messages okay and so when I say boring, I hope you understand that I have my own relationship with boredom. I have a Gemini and Mars and I have a lot of Sag in my chart that I don't mean boredom in the sense of Netflix and chill kind of don't know what to do kind of energy. It has a very specific meaning for me and it's usually connected to my creativity that, you know, I, I, the, the challenge, the next challenge that is required. All right. Said I wasn't going to explain. I just did. Right. Six of Cups. The reason I'm saying all of that is we have the Knight of Wands here and we have the, what is this? I mean, it's already happened, guys. So, you know, the, the whole thing I was saying about the Seven of Swords, this is the Eight of Swords. You can see that her stuck in there. So right now, I would ask you to consider, think about all the things I'm saying of something where you said, well, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. And roll it back a little bit. How did you decide that you couldn't do something or you didn't want to do something, right? So something that you say you can't do, you've gotten there because you said in the past that I don't want to do it, right? Seven of Swords. 
and again i'm going to refer back to that elder energy of the the pure heart right the the clear mind and the pure heart be honest with yourself there's no blame we're not assigning assigning blame here we're just trying to figure out what's festering and rotting what didn't work out what didn't take what is the rotten apple in the barrel right because we have the eight of swords so the six of cups it's like all right let's look at the past so that past the thread that we've led it has resulted in a place where we are where we're saying i can't what is the i can't related to the knight of wands and the knight of wands is all about exploring new directions trying something new um the curious op um no the, the curious optimist the adventurer the explorer who's going to take on something new create in a new way go in a new direction do something differently so there's the this week feels like very much exploring if you want to call it a block or the obstacle or our persistence or our stubbornness right or where we are stuck on i don't want to do that i'm not going to do that and then go back to ecstasy it's the the yielding to that that all right well what if i did do that now i don't mean here you know if there's something core to your beliefs of you know it's a deal breaker it would mean that you're no longer you you know and if especially if it's something this is why i keep going back to that clear head and a pure heart that that's the discerning part of this of well who cares if i take that from that person who cares if i cheat someone lie to them do whatever i don't I've, i'd be hard pushed to understand how someone would describe that as from a clear head or a pure heart right but it's the understanding of quite honestly that it was my choice to avoid something to not deal with something to not do something right based on you know valid reasons three of swords six of cups past hurts pains whatever that's now led me to this place i've come to like an almost dead end it's not a real dead end just so we're clear because it's the eight of swords and that i can take a different direction because here's the spoiler alert seven of swords three of swords we're revisiting this right and there is an opportunity to make a different decision because what comes up with this that's the complete healing part is the empress that's the elder and the two of cups so yeah it's almost like i couldn't do it on my own but how could i do it with someone else how could i do it supporting someone else and that might sound strange because it's like i don't have anything to give here six of pentacles if you've got a chronic illness those of you that know right you can get lost in your own pain in your own suffering in your own story and the unfairness and it is unfair of what has been done to you what's happened to you but there are support groups for people with chronic illnesses there are forums and communities and i was part of all of them where you know asking someone and not just feeling better because we're all in the same boat but being able to provide care for someone else right you know that hey i'm here what, what's going on like you know if someone can't sleep i'll stay up with you what are we doing right you know let's listen to music together or something you are providing support for someone else and in a lot of ways that can help you so that that's the this very six of pentacles strong heavy energy coming through around that so consider the you know when we say doing things in a different going in a different direction doing something different there this would be the kind of different that you've not considered before or that you have considered and dismissed before i remember that wheel of fortune that kept coming up that jupiter energy that shows us that the wheel has turned 
So, you know, you failed at growing daffodils. It was winter. Of course, they didn't grow. It's spring now. The wheel has turned. So can you grow daffodils now? Well, you won't know till you try it, right? There is an innocence to this. And I say that with the page of cups coming up next. And the page of cups is, what do I do with this feeling, right? How do I nurture this feeling within myself? With the empress over here and the page of cups or page of water over here, this is about being a parent to yourself. This is about, and you know, I talked about that yielding ecstasy um, of how parent and children have that relationship. Well, if you've always been the parent, if you take care of everyone, if you always have the answer, if you're always the one in charge, then how would you be a child now? Now, you know, I'm not asking you to put on a diaper and go do whatever, but it can be that thing of like, you know, where is your innocence in this? Rather than being savvy, all knowing, I've got all the answers, whatever. How how would your innocence actually help you with this or protect you? Or do you know what I mean? Like take you forward here, that that yielding, that softer side of you that I don't know side of you. I don't have the answer to this. But doing it, in a, that's a very playful, innocent way. It's, it's, um, it's almost like the fool, I see. But it's less about having the faith to do something. It's more about, because that's all you know. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know any, like, you know, all right, so the past happened. Six of Cups twice says that. What is this card? It is, the, oh my God, I didn't even realise this before. It's the Knave of Chalices, which is the Page of Cups. So the Page of Cups clarified itself there. I'm going to get, let's get one more for this. Just going to get one more from its stick for that page of cups. Well, that hit me in the face, literally. Six of swords, yeah. But moving forward. So, what were these? Hmm. Right, fascinating. So we're kind of going backwards in a sense, right? We're taking a step back to reconsider. So the page of cups, cups clarified the page of cups, but the way forward is through innocence. The way forward is through this not knowing more, but almost knowing less. Not pushing as hard, but almost like a softer approach. Why do I say that? Because we have the king of cups here. And this is the Five of Swords. So think about the two expressions of the King of Cups. It, on the one hand, he it can be that very nurturing energy of understanding, right? You know, whatever emotion you bring to him, he's okay. He understands. He understands the power of emotions. He's not going to judge you. He's not going to tell you to st stop crying or cheer up or why are you this? Why are you that? He understands that, that he fully understands the power of emotions. Now, with the Five of Swords, right, so, and swords are all, um, it's the conflict that we have. So you have a Page of Cups inside of you, yes, but you also have a King of Cups inside of you. And, you know, it doesn't have to be people that yielding or that ecstasy. It can also be allowing yourself to just feel what you feel. You know, oftentimes, even when we're choosing the opposite, and I've given that advice many times, but the opposite of, say, you know, I accept that I'm willing to look bad, right? 
But that's one statement. So that's not saying I am bad. But if it's like, right, I'm going to go be bad now or I'm going to go be extravagant or, you know, whatever the elder was saying or lazy, I'm going to go do this, right? That's still, the, what does that say to you from a scorpionic point of view? It says you're still judging yourself on the same spectrum. Like that's not changed. Yes, you've moved where you are in the spectrum. You're picking somewhere new, right? But how, why are you doing that? Why are you picking that, oh, I'm going to be, bad now or i'm going to go be um happy like whatever it is that's why these sevens are coming up and the king of cups says but what is the conflict what is the conflict there that maybe you why were you trying to be good because it's the same reason you're now trying to be bad you know why were you quiet in the past because that is the same reason you're not try now trying to talk so the King of Cups, that's our inner, that's our Scorpio, inner Scorpio, which speaks to us and says that. Why are we doing this? And the answer is Page of Cups. It's th it, the child will answer within you because this is how I protect myself. This is how I do not yield. This is how I remain like in control or in charge so you know i don't have to rely on others i don't have don't have to rely on my job i don't have to rely on the kindness of strangers i don't have to rely on whatever that's how i do that and so then the king of cups will say well what would happen if we tried that what if that was how we got in the boat and went on you know in the thing of that maybe if i do show up and try to talk to these people or do whatever the yield to it right just fully engage with the situation that you're in, in whatever way. Again, I'm going to trust you to know what is right for you or dangerous for you or not, right? You know this. Clear head, pure heart. I might name this video that, actually. It's a good phrase for it. Of course, you've got the page of cups, right? Talking about pure hearts. Now, have a look at this bit over here. So in the future, we've got the six of earth, six of pentacles. And this is about what we give and receive. And look six of pentacles we've got the lovers um this is the six of swords again like how do you see how many sixes are coming up sixes are gifts and here's the moon now think about this when we show up giving and receiving and knowing that we do both in all in, in any given situation whether we're donating to someone whether we're receiving a donation whether you know and or whether we're um Whatever it is, we receive. There's no such thing as a selfless act. I think that's the Six of Pentacles ultimate thing. So the lovers and the Six of Swords, it's the act of like, you know, only love is going to help us move forward in this area. And do not forget that with the lovers coming up and, you know, after we have that new moon in Scorpio, the next full moon is going to be a Gemini full moon. We've got this axis of communication that's coming in next season, right? Then... There's almost this sense with the lovers of this is the lovers, isn't it? I haven't just made I just realized it might be the six of cups. I don't really know. It is the lovers, sorry. It's just the picture's very six of cups-ish, right? Um we're all different, right? And the situation that we might find our in is different. How we want to do the situation is different, knight of wands, two of wands. Then how we engage with it, how we communicate with it. And I, I mean this whether the relationship that the love relationship that you have now is with your health is with your boss it, you know, by boss i don't mean that you have an affair with your boss i mean you know the work that you guys engage in is with 
food, it's with alcohol, whatever it is. We understand that we are having a relationship with it. We are having a dynamic with it of exploring um, even our goals. You know, what is our attachment to our goals? What is our relationship with that goal? What would it mean to us? How, and here's the other question I'm going to ask you. How would achieving what you want to achieve, right? All the things that you love, how do they keep you in a place where you do not have to yield? Where you do not have to let go? Where you do not have to give yourself up to a higher power? Whether that's trusting your intuition, whether that's speaking out, whether that's showing up in a certain way, right? How does all of that keep you from having to yield? Because that's what the complete healing part of this is. Yes, we've made peace with something. Yes, we've done whatever. But there is something that is, it's not assertive. We've got the six of cups. Even the knight of, and the thing is, we're focused on the knight of wands, two of wands, doing it differently. And the page of cups says, well, you can let me go first. And think about it, the king of cups turning into the page of cups, that is um the next step of the king of cups it's page of cups knight of cups queen of cups king of cups back to the page that is the next move we're going in a cycle so ask yourself that that you know how does my current situation whatever it is prevent me from yielding in a way what does that even mean to you and when i say to you hey yield right you're like no i'm going to do something differently and it's like well this is different being the page of cups might be different for you Because the moon says, we don't know what's coming up ahead. Can you walk this path in faith? Faith in what? Faith that you can be assertive, that you can be bold, that no bitch can step to you, that no one's going to be able to say shit to you, that, you know, I can cut down people with my words. You know, I'm a blunt instrument and I can do this, right? Faith in that, which, you know, cool if you got faith in that, but also faith in that, you know, I can yield, I can hey that's cool i can hear you out i can be the softer person and or i can revert to that trusting open child self who can hear things who says i don't know you know i don't know what's going on here or i don't know what you mean but can you explain that to me or, or ask the way that a kid would um you know ask a question you know imagine you and your you and a friend were getting very heated in a, in a thing and you guys think you're discussing something but that kid has clocked that these guys are not discussing anymore there's something else going on here and then the kid kind of tugs on your arm and says mommy why are you angry and you you hey you're not angry you're discussing something and then you're like yeah if you look at it from the perspective of your inner child you realize i am angry this has gone beyond discussing what's happening in politics or what's on the news or who's going to collect the, the check. There is something more going on here than what we think's going on. And it takes a child's eyes to see that. Because the child doesn't understand the dynamics of, well, so what if auntie so-and-so wants to pay the bill? So what if, you know, we don't know, well, the kid doesn't even know what's going on in the news, hopefully, right? And it's it, all the kid knows is in that moment that, why are you angry? And it feels like that's where we can move forward from. That's where we get the additional knowledge from. Um, I also want to say this. I do understand that Saturn is going to turn direct, which, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to that. I love Saturn. 
but if you've heard me talk about it in the past satin slaps right you've heard me talk about satin slaps in the past um they can be a thing they can be a thing but i don't say satin slaps to frighten you i say it in the sense of you know if a parent comes home and uh, this example i've always given that satin going retrograde usually it's been a bit different this year but usually is when satin comes in uh, satin if you think of the parent who's i'm an 80s kid if all of this sounds a bit weird to you like what's she talking about i'm an 80s kid so this is true of the 80s kids of you know hey i'm gonna i'm going out i'm gonna do whatever make sure you do your homework make sure you um you know feed the dog and stuff and don't stay up too late make sure you put the dish or whatever you know you get given all these chores so satin goes off satin goes retrograde and you can do all the stuff if you wanted to like you you could have done it straight away as soon as the the parent left get it all out of the way done and then you can go play video games or go do whatever the hell you wanted to do or you can think right i've got plenty of time now i'm just going to go relax and you go do all the things that you wanted to do and yet as soon as you know your your the parent comes home you didn't get any of the chores done you haven't done any of the things that you were meant to you didn't do your homework you didn't do whatever you're going to get a scolding from your parent you're going to get told off for for not having done it and so that's where i think the seven of swords is what we have avoided so just be mindful i'm just saying this is one i'm not saying that this is going to happen to everyone but that is a thing i've seen it too many times since i became aware of that dynamic um i've seen it at play too many times of that that which we avoid we can't avoid anymore um because then think about what happens right as a, as a kid then you you might get grounded it's like right tomorrow you're not going to the park with your friends like you said you were going to you're going to stay at home and do all the stuff that you didn't do today so be mindful of that that if that comes through the parent doesn't hate you they're not saying it to hate you or you know to be mean to you they're doing it from a place of you promised that you would do it right just because you avoided doing it because there was more fun stuff to do and that's another thing that i would say this talks about ecstasy and a lot of the time we can think about what we enjoy and hey i'm very guilty of this i'm not enjoying this i'm enjoying this that's very knight of wands we look at that there are plenty of things that you can do that you enjoy that you know are not healthy for you that you know they're not healthy for you right and there are things that you don't enjoy that you know that overall they benefit your life greatly by doing them so this is not clear-cut for each of us this is very individual but how we engage with those things how we express from that place what things mean to us and what we do from that place that's the dynamic that comes up here So we move forward by engaging with what we love, not because of what it will give us long-term, not is it worth it? We can't ask that question because we don't know if it's going to be worth it. But with the lovers and the six of pentacles, it's, well, I right now I get something from this. Right now, this is an exploration of love. Whether it's a long-term love, you know, whether that's with work, people, whatever, or whether this is just something right now that I'm engaging with. And even dealing with people that we love, it's not always enjoyable. I understand that we live in a society that's, that seems to be moving away from that. That, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You don't have to deal with people that you don't get on with. There's 
other people that you know blah blah etc etc whatever but those of us that work on our relationships that work on long-term relationships we understand that every relationship goes through phases where it's not fun you know and i in myself i can be a not fun person as much as i love being a fun person and being the knight of wands and optimistic when i'm stressed out when i'm at the end of a long day when i've done readings right and i haven't had eaten anything and i just want to shower and i just and i had promised someone i was going to do something they come and ask me how oh, did you do this right i can be a horrible monster right and i'm self-aware enough to know hey i'm really i'm just i'm not i don't have the patience at the moment but i can say that to someone i don't have the patience so just give me let me just eat something then come talk to me i'm just not going to say anything good right now take ownership i didn't always sometimes i used to shout at people and say can't you see i've just finished work and you're asking me blah blah right you know whatever and the thing is what i've realized is i work so much or i'm always so busy doing things when would they ask me when would they have the opportunity to ask me something it would have to be when they catch me which would be after a long day of work so it's that kind of honesty it's that kind of clear head let me look at this let me understand what's going on here um let's move over here so three of swords is, is our triggers is the long-term stories it's the the pain but this is whenever the three of swords comes up it's an opportunity to remove those swords once and for all and what this week seems to be saying to us whether it's saturn or someone else right or, or something else or a higher self or whatever the seven of swords says yeah i get it right this is the seven of swords let me just double check i get it you don't want to do it it's a risk you'll be seen you may look stupid you may get it wrong um you know that this is something that you may have been lying to yourself about seven of swords it will keep hurting right you know saying that those swords aren't in there doesn't make them go away and so do you see how it's flipped seven of swords is i, I can't do i'm not going to do that why because it's hurt me too many times in the past right so th the three of swords is a reason for why to avoid something but here with the three of swords is these are swords are there this is a story that you have this can be a wound it can be grief it can be the loss that we feel it can be you know whatever the pain is and here it's saying you're going to keep feeling that until you stop avoiding it now i know the community that we are in i know the kind of videos that i do and so i know the kind of viewer that you are and that means you have looked at yourself you know your patterns you know whatever is going on with you so do not look at this from the perspective of your own shadow or the inner work the very kind of scorpio part of this um i want you to look at this from the point of view of what you will not do what you will not yield to this hey if you guys have your own personal better way of how you feel this how you would describe it go ahead and share it because i'm obviously limited by the person that is like me jay right you know the experiences that i've had and the way that I see it. But I, I guarantee you, some of you are gonna hear this and you'll have this come up within you in a completely different way, in a totally unique way to you. I would urge you to, I know it would be being vulnerable, right? But please try to share it in the comments if you can, because it will help other people. Because I, I feel this energy at a very deep level, but it's one of those, it's difficult to explain energies, right? 
it is difficult because each of us take it in in a different way especially when it comes to the three of swords and that pain that we feel and you know here we've got the two of cups so if this if the lovers is we're completely different and but we're speaking to each communicating with each other even though we're completely different the two of cups is where's our similarity how can we support one another in doing this in in going forward how, what would support me who would support me um we all feel the same way but we feel this we feel the same way about different things and we do different things with the feelings now have a look at this we've got the empress and the hermit here and the hermit is our own discernment it's the understanding that we're the only ones that have the power to affect change here by doing so how, and what do we do here in how we nurture in how we hold space for ourselves and for others it's that yielding softer mother nature elder energy but remember this is going to be clear head pure heart there is so much that can be spoken or understood or felt from that space of a clear head and a pure heart. It's it's that moment where someone asks you something and you answer it and your voice breaks, right? And you fight back tears. It's it's that moment where you surprise yourself, where you're like, oh my God, what the hell? I wasn't expecting to like burst into tears or that is a clear head and that is a pure heart. It's a truth that cannot be avoided. It's And it's a truth that often can't even be explained or shared it's a feeling it's a feeling that we have and just to go back to that t the talk um that i was going to do which i recorded 25 minutes of and it was just whoa it just cracked open this kind of whole dam of there are things that we will say and we have reasons for why we say them right there are things that we don't say and usually the reasons for the things that we don't say is the same as the things that we do say right so we don't we will say it because it makes us feel like an example because it makes us look good we don't say it because it will make us look bad right if we do say it so the reasoning is the same they're two sides of the same coin it's the same dynamic going on but there are things that we can't say why is that why can't we say it because there's no way to justify it there's no you don't even know how it feels is it good or bad like you can't even categorize it so all it is is the feeling it is beyond words it defies words it de defies being rationalized it defies being explained or being attached to something from our paths our pasts it is that deep feeling now to hold space for that to show up from that space right so that's the hermit not affected by what's going on around you is not reactive you can't say oh i'm feeling this because of you or because it's scorpio season no this is a very deep part part of us it is beyond duality it is beyond good or bad you can feel it right now if you just sit there just feel it and you might feel it as a sensation in your chest you may feel it as a sensation at the top of your head you know you may feel it wherever but if you sit with yourself you know there is a part of you and the high priestess kind of is help has helped us get here it's a part of you you might call it your soul you may call it your heart you may call it you know divine essence whatever you want to call it you may call it your consciousness you may call it your unconscious but you cannot give words to this furthermore right 
it's something that I think kids are very in tune with because they don't try to give words to it. They just show up from that space. That's the essence of this week. It's that part. Now, when we know that we're not going to understand it, when we know that we, we can't label it, well, then what can we only do? We can only trust it. We can only trust that part of ourselves. And then that is how you move forward, Six of Swords. Then that is how you enter the darkest places. Because that part of you. But it can frighten us. It can, and this is not, this is not even the, like, it's not because it's hidden in the shadows. When you go into the shadows, you know what's there. You can identify it. You can see different parts of yourself, the embarrassed part, the stupid part, right? All the parts of us that we, on some level, feel we are, we hide them. The, the cruel part, the judgmental part, right? So we look at other people, judge them, thinking, oh, you're so judgmental because we've locked our own one in the basement. This, these are not that. This is beyond the shadow. This is beyond all of that. This is a feeling. And if you can just quieten your head and your heart enough to look through those still waters, right? To look through, to look through the clarity even of time and space, right? You can to look through. I think you may just meet a certain part of yourself. And then in that sense, that's where the ecstasy comes from. That's where that yielding, we yield to that part of ourselves that has always been here, right? But it also isn't quite here. Now that was a bit of a strange one, but let's read the postcard from Spirit. Dear you, there is only one you and you have a unique place in the universe. Sometimes situations come up that challenge you to be authentic and that means you have to be fully yourself and let go of being what you think others may want. Now isn't the time to conform to other people's standards or ex expectations. Be proud of who you are and be courageous. Stand tall in your convictions. Being yourself is a powerful statement and will only lead you to success and ultimately happiness. Don't compare yourself to other people. Want what you have, choose what your heart wants and know that your purpose is yours alone. No one else can claim your magic nor take it away. When you place authenticity and originality high on your list of priorities and give them a prominent place in your awareness, extraordinary things happen. Your life is a beautiful one. Love you always and forever. Now remember, if you kind of, I mean, we've always looked at this and it can, from the night of wands, it's like, right, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go write a book. I'm going to go be creative. But this is kind of like, hold on a second. Just hold on one moment. And it's connecting to that feeling part. Where what you even feel may not, you can't even say it, right? And this is, we get glimpses of this. You know, you get glimpses of this. It's those days when someone says, how are you doing? You're like, I don't even know. Or you say, hmm. I'm feeling weird, right? That's the best you're going to do, weird. It's not weird, though. It, if you sit with it long enough, I mean, what feels weird is not being able to describe it. What feels weird is not being able to judge it as good or bad or being able to, to pick it out on the kind of emotion chart, right? Of like, you know, point to what your emotion is. And it's like, I don't even know what it is, right? And think about from last week when we talked about that mixture of the whole of us, then of course it would lead here. It's almost like combining all of those together of who we are. There is an, an essence that comes through. And that's that's what I feel is being pointed to here. But you have to let me know how you get on with this. But there you go, my lovelies. Those are your messages. I love you guys very much. I will see you next time. But that's all for now. Goodbye.